I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode four, the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard one. Uh, the, the Nets are walking distance away from my apartment in Brooklyn, uh, but they are also atrocious. Um, so, But I did find a true Nets fan uh, to try to convince me, my buddy Chris Choi. He's head of global digital strategy for the nonprofit 100 Resilient Cities. And, um, you know, I'll just say he tried really, really hard. Uh, but this is a really fun one. Um, so here we go. All right, so you're from New Jersey, right? I am. So how did you, I mean, aside from just being from New Jersey, like what's, how did, what's, how did you get into the Nets? Uh, I sort of became a Nets fan by accident. I, I was actually a big hockey fan growing up. So uh, I used to go to Devils games with my parents. Uh, we had season tickets. And hanging up there in the, in the rafters were uh, Nets jerseys and retired numbers. Um, I'm pretty sure back then the Nets were so bad, they were actually giving away Nets tickets with Devils season tickets. Wait, what? Like you buy one like, hockey ticket? I'm pretty confident my parents, who are uh, Korean immigrants, would never have bought Nets tickets on their own. Uh, but we found ourselves going to a bunch of like preseason Nets As games. opposed to buying Devils tickets. Yeah, like you're that. right. Hockey's <laughs> not any more common in Korea than it is okay. in, 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 uh, uh, than, than basketball. You know, I think the, the Nets are such a funny team to me because they're such extremes, right? The period of time when I really became a, a hardcore Nets fan was in the early 2000s. You know, we're talking about the Jason Kidd years, uh, Kenyon Martin and Richard Jefferson were on the team at one point. I mean, a little bit later on, Vince Carter. We're talking about a number of, of, of pretty uh, pretty uh, great players in their primes. Uh, yeah, who went to the finals. Yeah, and they went to the finals two straight years and lost. So, you know, uh, it, it's it's sort of, we you know, Nets fans suffered for a long time just to see a few players really uh, earn it uh, in the early 2000s. But I think, uh, you know, Jason, if you look at someone like Jason Kidd's career, his, his, his best years were, were on the Nets. And I think a lot of Nets fans are really still holding on to that. Yeah. So, okay. So best years are behind them. What, like, what, what am I going to see on the court? So I think there's a lot going for the Nets right now. You've got really. Can you actually say that with a straight got, face? <clears throat> I don't. Think, I really do think there's a lot going for the Nets. You're you're a Knicks fan, or or, or sort of we'll soon see. to be former Knicks fan. We'll see. Um, we have Jeremy Lin. He's oh, he's yeah. he's currently doing a thing uh, with his hair. He's doing dreadlocks. No, uh, I learned this. Lin. I learned this on Twitter earlier today. Oh, Jeremy Lin. Um, no. You've got D'Angelo Russell, who is I, I think true. he's. I, he might still be 20. I, I, I'm he's not really young. sure. He's some, yeah. Every year, he's somehow still in his teens. Plus, <laughs> yeah. he's a great follow on Instagram. You should definitely follow him. Really? At, at what is... Deloading. It, it's mostly like fashion, high fashion photos of himself. And really? Almost always without a caption, which I really like because it just sort of lets his followers, you know, uh, uh, you know use their own imagination. Um, so, okay. So, if they're not necessarily going to be great on the court... Um, at least they, there's a good follow there. Um, Future-wise, I mean, D'Angelo Russell's young, like you said. D'Angelo Russell's young. There's a you know a couple of young players. Jared Allen, who was last year's. Literally never heard of him. He, <laughs> Literally have never heard of him. He went Jared to Allen? Jared. I'm, well, I think it's Jared. Uh, you know, they're, the, the thing with the Nets right now. Dude, can I, I'm just going to interrupt. Like, this is... <laughs> 
there's right now I cannot see myself following the Nets at all, man. You got to like pick your game up, man. It, maybe maybe we should even forget about basketball and just start talking about let's like talk about branding. Let's talk about, let's talk about branding. logo. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, let's talk about the product on the court. Okay. Great food at the Barclays. You've you've been there. <laughs> let's talk about the product on the court. You've There's been there. Great food. You've been there. Uh, you can get you know great tacos, nachos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's an arena with a similar food selection. Um, MSG is still like there are gonna be so many Nets still... fans like like tweeting tweeting at us just like come on man what you... you know uh, back to basketball back for to a basketball second. for a second the Eastern Conference is so bad the Nets have probably not enough players to field a real professional basketball team but they could still make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> is the thing. Um, I think they have a lot of promise. Like, uh, look, they're not not a lot of stars. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you've never heard of like Karis Levert, and I had to like look up how to pronounce that because I'd never heard it. Mm-hmm. I'd only seen it. Um, but but you you know you can suffer with us. Plus, you can probably get in for really cheap. Okay, so here's actually the the other thing that I wanted to talk. about. I want to talk about politics. You're a former mm-hmm. like uh, Obama digital guy. Mm-hmm. Nets have a Russian owner. Is he, like, donating to Trump? Like, what's going on here? So, uh, p- politics is, is pretty important to me, too. Um, and I think if you looked at every team across the board, you'll see a lot of weird financial things going on. And a lot of the owners don't really have, um, uh, you know, a lot of them have pretty checkered past when it comes to political donations and that sort of thing. So this is this is, is this you <laughs> spreading disinformation? <laughs> I'm just saying, as, as if you were, as if you were. Are you part of the there's there's disinformation no campaign? there are no angels, uh, <laughs> in, in in NBA ownership. Um, no, but uh, it, so Mikhail Pokorov, he, he's something like the he's a he's definitely like one of the five richest people in Russia, uh, which uh, I don't think you can become a uh, one of the richest billionaires in in any place without messing messing uh something up uh or taking advantage of somebody this is um true. he uh there was a rumor a couple years back that he was hit so hard personally financially by the um american sanctions against russia that um that was one of the reasons he, that that he wasn't willing to spend uh for the team and that he might be interested in selling really um, so i don't know if that's confirmed but if we saw, you know, what happened with, you know, Donald Sterling out in uh, L.A. with the Clippers, uh, whenever he sells, uh, it's going to be for a pretty big profit. Right, so, especially for the Brooklyn team. Right. Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, listen, the the the, the Nets, uh, that's complicated um, in terms of ownership. Uh, you know, in terms of other politics, uh, when they built the Barclays Center, uh, the, the, the team or... Uh, the ownership group is also obligated to create uh, low-income housing or uh, some affordable housing basically built right into the arena um, mm-hmm. adjacent to it, I think, on Dean Street. Uh, I don't think the team or the arena has honored that commitment yet, so that's cool. a really big issue. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, you can definitely get like an $18 steak sandwich in Barclay <laughs> Center, and I think it's delicious. Um cool uh, so on, on that note we're gonna take a quick break uh and uh when we come back you're gonna make your final pitch to me all right great <laughs> why are you saying great like that this is betsy o'donovan recording from durham north carolina the decision is sponsored by alex's twitter feed at alex Kappelman. that's 
at Alex Kappelman, twitter.com slash Alex Kappelman. And I can say Alex Kappelman one more time. Back to the show. All right, Chris. This is the final shot. Like, right now, here's what I'm thinking. Like, no chance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Uh, bad team. Terrible ownership who might may or may not sell to someone who's worse or better. Uh, not not really good social justice-wise. Jay-Z's not even part of the team anymore. Mm. Even Jay-Z left, and he's from Brooklyn. So, like, so give me, what's the final, what's your final pitch to, to bring me on board? Like, I, I would say swing for the fences here. So, l- here's my pitch. Becoming a Nets fan is a lifelong commitment, as I've shown. You are getting on the ground floor. You get to be part of something exciting that's not going to be good, you know, this year. Probably not next year. And honestly, maybe not the year after that. (laughs) But, but, you know, you saw what happened in Philadelphia. I really, I I think uh, we have a new GM, Sean Marks, who seems to know what he's doing. He seems to believe that investing in young talent is the right decision. I think uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, I think in three or four years, I swear, I think the Nets could be a, a decent team. Uh, the uh, We'll have our draft picks back by then. You know, D'Angelo Russell will still be like 22 somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Lin will be a wily veteran uh, with sporting a, a whole new haircut. And then, you know, pract- let's talk about practical concerns. You're a Brooklyn resident. You know, I think there's a real chance here to see a lot of basketball um, to learn what it's like to be a true fan of a team, and uh, what you know when when things start turning in the right direction in three or four years, I think, <laughs> I think um, you know you'll be you'll be able to say you were there from the beginning, and um, you know we can't wait to have you. And let's just let's let's get some tacos, let's get some nachos, and uh, let's let's go enjoy a game for five dollars. Why not? Let's. I definitely want to do that. I, I can't make any official decisions yet, but what I'll say is thank you for <laughs> for attempting to do the impossible. Uh, Chris Joy is head of global uh, digital strategies for uh, 100 Resilient Cities, a nonprofit dedicated to helping cities around the world build resilience. You can follow him on Twitter at thischoy, T-H-I-S, Choi. Um, Chris, thanks, man. Thank you, Alex. The Decision is produced by me, Alex Kappelman. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little brother, Scott Kappelman. I'll be releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release the final episode with my decision. Uh, Until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter.